I love that you can move them easily. They make my workspaces much more flexible. I like how quiet they are. I can sit inside and feel all calm, but still feel part of what's going on around me. I like what they cost. They're talking about Nook, the award-winning wellness-certified family of pods, booths, and shelters which make a workplace more flexible and more inclusive. Go to nookpod.com to find out more. Welcome back to the Work Bowl podcast, where we chat with the leaders in commercial real estate to answer all questions, space as a service. This podcast is for anyone involved in commercial real estate in any way. If you're an investor, fund manager, developer, property manager, agent, or broker, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I'm your host, Caleb Parker, and you're listening to Season 7, our MIPM's mini-series sponsored by TSK. This is our highlights of MIPM episode recorded on-site in the Propel by MIPM area, where numerous people from around the world stop by our mobile podcast nook to share their boldest prediction for the future of commercial real estate. And what a diverse mix of ideas. I hope this episode inspires you to reflect and think about your own bold ideas, because after all, it's those of us who imagine a better world who are crazy enough to take the steps to create it. I know, I know, I'm paraphrasing Steve Jobs, but I hope you agree it's time to think different in commercial real estate. Please do share your bold predictions with me on social media or in a DM because I want to know what you're thinking. As always, if you have any questions or feedbacks or topics you want covered, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Caleb underscore Parker or DM me on LinkedIn. To kick this episode off, I want to share my own bold prediction. I predict we'll see a shift in investor profiles in the office real estate. Investors who bet big on putting the customer at the center of the universe and set up funds with specific mandates to deliver space as a service-led assets. I'm sure you won't find this a surprise. You may have heard this in our trailer episode for this season, but I am proud to say that TSK have joined us on the Workable Podcast once again as our sponsor for Season 7. And if you listened to last season, you'll know they're leading the way in signing and delivering inspirational workplaces that are both flexible and become collaborative hubs for people as they help us navigate the sometimes confusing nature of modern work. TSK regularly publish thought leadership, research, and a lot of insightful content featuring their clients, partners, and their own team about workplace, commercial interiors, hybrid working, and case studies of those who have reimagined the workplace for our new ways of working. You can check out the latest publications and video content at tskgroup.co.uk or check the links in the show notes below. So what do TSK's clients say about their work? Here's a cool clip that I like. What the TSK team have done in the design and built here is genuinely incredible. I'll be quite open and say I was a little bit skeptical about spending so much money uh, on a project like this, but what has been delivered is sensational. And I'm looking forward to seeing this being the blueprint for offices for Entain uh, across the globe. It's been great working with TSK from the designers to the on-site delivery team. Um, everything that we've uh, needed from them, they've delivered. When we've got problems or challenges, they sit down and work with us to find a solution that fits our initial brief. All right, Jeff, let's hear from everyone else. Today, we have Dan Hughes stopping by from Alpha Property Insight to share his boldest prediction for the future of commercial real estate. Good morning. Great to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers, Dan. What's the future got in store for us? Oh, so many places to start. I think there are, there are probably two things that I would say in terms of bold predictions. One is I'm absolutely convinced that the future of the office is human driven. And I think that the 
the role of the office is going to be much more meeting the needs of humans, whether that's interaction, creativity, all those human aspects which are going to be incredibly important. I guess the question is how much space is going to be needed, which is, which is often being asked at the moment, and in particular whether the space that exists at the moment is going to be suitable. I think there's going to be a lot of offices out there in the market over the coming five, ten years perhaps, which are set up for people to sit at their laptop, which we're not going to need so much for now. I guess the second forecast is, I think as we put technology into buildings more and more, which is fantastic, there are benefits all over the place in terms of efficiency and customer service. There are going to be a lot of problems with that as well. And I don't think that we're thinking about those enough. And we've just started to see case studies now from across the property market where people are starting to come a cropper from the use of technology. Now, some of them are really difficult to solve, um, but many of them are actually just uh, it's a matter of thinking about them, building it into your thinking. So being open and transparent about data, being open and transparent about why you're using technology. So two, two predictions for you. One, I think there's going to be a real challenge with office space. Really optimistic about that moving forward. I think it's going to have to change and evolve. And I think there'll be a lot of risks from the use of data and technology that we see coming up more and more in buildings. Well, as your company name says, that is some really good insight to hear from you, Dan. And you guys, Dan's an alumni of the Workbook Podcast. Go check out season one. Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm not surprised to see you here at Mifflin. You're a mover and shaker. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good to see you. Hi, I'm Paul Unger, editor of Placetech. Here at, at MIPIM, we cover the technology coming into property, uh, real estate innovation. So excited to be at Propel Station and seeing all the exciting ideas that are coming through into the industry. Thanks, Paul. It's good, good to see you here and uh, looking forward to seeing you in Manchester in a couple of weeks. Tell us your boldest prediction for the future of commercial real estate? I, I think we've we've seen a lot of the ideas from the consumer world come through into the business to business world but we're really only just getting started and one of the ideas I've seen this week that just increases this consumerization of the real estate business uh, that really excited me was uh, Nornorm that uh, is IKEA backed and it's basically a monthly subscription service where you can rent furniture for your flex co-working space and you can increase it and reduce it as you wish as that, that part of your business, that element swells or contracts um, on a flat fee per square foot on a monthly uh, basis and you know it's it's the the whole sort of Netflixization of everything um, and it's going into parts of business that you maybe hadn't hadn't thought could be rentable like that before and I think it's uh, it's a great idea it's all part of the space as a service ecosystem and you know we certainly had some conversations with Norm Norm and they have some really high quality furniture so I'm, I'm impressed with them myself yeah it's great and uh, you, you don't know until you see it, and then sometimes you see it and you think there's a logic to that. It's got a, a, a simple sort of beauty to it. Um, and who knows what we'll be sitting here in a couple of years' time and saying that's something else that's come from the consumer side that, that leads everything in technology. You think about the iPhone or you think about Zillow or Rightmove. They're things that have been around for a long time. Um, and the business-to-business -business world is, is yet to enjoy all of those efficiencies and, and the streamlined ways of doing business, so uh, who knows where it's going to end up. Well, Paul, I've enjoyed myself on the boat yesterday, so thank you for that. Pleasure. Uh, how are you finding Mipham? I think uh, there was obviously a lot of talk in the run-up to it about um, who would be here, how many would be here, um, 
it's been a great show and uh, it's certainly not dead it's not gone um, it's it's a big proper show there's it, it's evolved naturally after not not taking place since 2019 uh, some people are coming for the first time uh, some people that you would expect here aren't here uh, some people come in for two days some come for the whole week so it's you know there's 20,000 plus people if you include all the fringe sort of people without the passes outside the palais um, and everyone's got their way of doing it um, some don't come into the convention center at all some just have lunches outside some do everything in the convention center and all the programs and the spe speakers um, I think it's been really impressive it's turned around last minute for a lot of people uh, there's a lot of energy gone into it um, but I, I think it's been a cracker yeah, I've enjoyed myself as well. And um, uh, what so when you when you come to Mipham and as a as a media company, what, what sort of opportunities or what do you aim to get out of this? We're obviously looking for for news uh, to get out of it. So we cover it from a, a journalistic point of view. Um, but we also now uh, work with a lot of partners to animate their attendance at the event. So the, the digital event these days, for those that are following it on social media, is as important as the physical event for those that have, have travelled here. So we do a lot of video work, we host a couple of big events out here, opening drinks and closing drinks. We have the boat that you've mentioned, so we charter that on the Wednesday, take uh, teams out and, and clients and contacts and friends of the business. So it's, it's quite a, a varied uh, operation for us. It's become a big activity. Um, and we've got nine of us in the team out here. Everyone's got a role. The team are working very hard, performing brilliantly. Um, so it's quite multifaceted. It's not a quick answer, I know, sorry. Paul, thank you for stopping by and spending some time and sharing your thoughts. Pleasure as always. Thanks, Caleb. Hi, Richard Bertram from Doncaster in Yorkshire, the Business Development Director of TSK Group. Um, TSK not only sponsor the podcast, but we also create outstanding workplaces for organisations. Excellent. Okay. Richard, what is your boldest prediction for the future of commercial real estate? Okay, well, I, I see that the ESG agenda is going to revitalise and radically change property within uh, the commercial sector in the UK. Well, the ESG agenda has certainly become important from a uh, climate change perspective, but it's also become a focus for a lot of customers who are conscious about the issues around that. And so I think it's becoming a driver of uh, customer demand now. It is, absolutely, because you know, we're, we're sat here at MIPIM, and MIPIM, even though it's a property event, it's actually all about people and people connecting, the experience people have. And as organizations look to the future and how they're gonna operate and get their employees back to the workplace, the experience they have is gonna be vital in the success of that. And many, unfortunately, many of the buildings at the moment and the offices do not provide the experience that people will be looking for. And that's where they need to change. It's a big problem that's coming and facing commercial real estate, but where I see problems, I see opportunities and a lot of big opportunities out there. Uh, Richard, so this is uh, day three of MIPUM. Uh, how have you found the event? Fabulous. Excellent to be back again after missing it for two years. Um, it's so good to be connecting with people face to face, um, hearing so many people being positive about the future of, of property and the, the action that needs to be taken in order that property provides what it needs to for people in the future.
yeah, what sort of opportunities are you guys looking for? Okay, so, so we're, we're interested in organizations who have got to make changes to the way they work, but also interested in talking to the developers and the landlords, because I think a lot of them realize that their buildings and future developments have to change to meet future demands. Many buildings aren't fit for purpose at the moment and certainly won't be going forward. There will be a flight to quality as people look to create better spaces and better places and people want better experience and that has to come via good buildings and great experience within there by getting great service from the providers of whatever service it is they're buying. What I like about what you guys do, and I was telling you this um, earlier today, is um, that you guys are designing these amazing spaces, you're, you're creating them and building them, but the biggest part that I like is the fact that you bring the psychological perspective to it. You have your workspace consultants who are trained in psychology to engage the customer, to understand what their teams need, and I think that's the most important, putting the people at the center. Absolutely. People have to be at the centre of, of an organisation and we have to link that with the technology as well. But if you don't understand what people need to do their roles, how can you create the right workplace for them? So, so by understanding an, an organisation's needs and the needs of the people within there allows you to create these fantastic workplaces that give them all the settings and the variety of um, uh, settings that they need to do all those activities. That's brilliant. Well, Richard, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for stopping by and having a chat with me today. And um, any final words? Thank you very much. It's been great to meet you, Caleb. Let's uh, let's enjoy the last 24 hours of MIPIM and um, have a good sleep at the weekend. We'll see you in Manchester. Absolutely. All right. Bye. <laughs> Cheers. Hi, my name is Patrick Wikula. I come from Poland and represent Sonte Poland. We give the privacy on demand with just a click to all the companies that have uh, glass walls in their offices as well in hotels, restaurants and their homes. Obviously we're, we're, we just had MIPM, we were the closing day now. Mm -hmm. How have you found MIPM? So far for us MIPM was great. We met a lot of prospects, future clients hopefully. Tons of people who visited our stand didn't even know such a product exists on the market. So for us it was crucial that we actually get outside just from Poland to show everyone else that we can control the privacy of the glass with just a click and that's the main part for us. My big question for you is, is the prediction so tell me your boldest prediction for the future of commercial real estate. Okay I think the boldest prediction of commercial real estate would be to go very eco-friendly uh, with the whole international situation with gas and petrol and everything else we will have to really focus on solar energy and any energy that comes without exploring the world and planet because you know we have to be as much eco and as much going back to the standard of using solar panels uh, wind channels and anything else because we have to stop destroying the planet and we have to stop start recovering it. Brilliant. Thank you for taking the time. I'm glad you had a great show and, and, and good luck. Thank you. You too as well. Hello. My name is Freddy Marcos. I'm founder of Rentbrella. Rentbrella is a technology and mobility company that offers free umbrella sharing services for buildings and their tenants. 
uh, and it's really free because we offer always 24 hours free on each time we, we, you withdraw an umbrella. So once my co-founder was coming out for the subway, it was crowded and no one could leave because it was raining. So he saw a sharing bike passing by and he thought if no one needs to have a, a bike of their own to move around the city while people are here waiting for umbrellas. So he called me and then we started offering free umbrella sharing services in buildings around the world. So we started in Sao Paulo, Brazil, we expanded to New York City, and now we're expanding to, to the whole world. So you're Brazilian? Yeah, I'm Brazilian, yeah, from Sao Paulo. This is excellent, the bike sharing, the sharing economy is growing everywhere, so now we've got umbrellas in the sharing economy. Yeah, that's it. All right, Freddie, what is your boldest prediction for the future of real estate? Yeah, uh, my boldest prediction first is that people will come back to the office, so they are already coming back to the offices and they want uh, real interactions, they want to be with their teams. So there's, maybe they won't come every single day as they, they came before COVID, but they will still be uh, back to the offices uh, and, and I'm sure uh, the properties also need to bring more amenities, they need to, to turn their offices more like their homes. So th that's one of my predictions. And also, when another prediction is the buildings should be green. So uh, they need to bring, not only turning to carbon neutral, but also bring sustainable solutions, bring green solutions. And uh, we also think about sustainability in every aspect of our products. So the umbrellas are made of 100% of recycled PET bottles and uh, we care about the planet. So uh, I think these two predictions, like first, uh, people will come back and people want to have more in-face in interactions. And second, uh, the buildings will be more green because people care about it. Are to the two most important predictions. Well, that being uh, green and sustainable is the ethos of the sharing economy, and it's clear that that's part of your, your model. So thank yeah. you for coming on and sharing your prediction. Thank you. Thank you very much. Obrigado. Obrigado. Yeah, so my name is Kate Caterina Maiolini, pronounced in my original language, which I guess give it away. I'm originally from Italy, north of Italy, but I've been living in London for 20 years and uh, I am a community enthusiast in everything I've always been in, even though I worked in different industries. And uh, right now I work for Salto Systems, which is an uh, access uh, management uh, solution provider. And uh, we've just acquired very many different companies as well, so we are expanding on not just access management, which is very exciting. And how are you finding MIPIM? So this is my first MIPIM. And I have to say that it excelled my expectations. I'm not going to lie. And, and, not, and not with regard to the parties and everything else, because I don't take part of it. I, I refuse to drink alcohol as well after a certain, a certain hour in the evening. Um, it's just, it's very nice to be back to live events. I'm sure many people have already said it, but it really is. It's really nice to see the enthusiasm of people. And it's been very, um, how do I say, it really cheered me up to see and to listen to the prediction for what's to come. Because, you know, everything that is happening in Europe, obviously MIPIN is more global, but everything that is happening right now in Europe, and it happened, I mean, we say very suddenly, it, you know, it's been a while that they had this sort of problem, but then from one day to another, literally, like nearly so, much, so many things changed. So coming here and listening to the prediction of uh, also other continents and how even the UK, you know, there's such a big presence of UK in here. 
you know, with the London Pavilion and the UK Pavilion and Newcastle and Liverpool and Bath and Cardiff, like everyone. And they just have so much hope and they just go like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. We have so much on the recovery. We are going to do great. It's just, it's nice, like really nice. Excellent. Well, thank you for that. Um, well, now it's the, uh, the big, big money question. And um, I'm, I would love to hear your boldest prediction for the future of commercial real estate. Yeah, sure. I think, uh, as I said before, I am a community enthusiast. And I think uh, whatever is going to happen, we don't have to lose the focus on community. Um, there's been a lot of discussion in MIPIN as well, even on PropTech, on how to really concentrate on the end users and make it a, uh, in a sort of way, kind of like bottom up, if that makes sense. So you start, correct, but also you start with the user and then you design the journey around that. Uh, let's not forget the fact that um, for a little while, I think the hybrid work mode will be here. Uh, some people will choose to, to work a few days, maybe, from their own homes. So also, you know, uh, home design will change totally and everything that we use around that. But I also think that there will be more usage of local um, and more decentralized, especially offices and commercial stuff, where people will decide to go and work on a more sporadic way, maybe, or less. And I really think we need to be able to really build everything around their journey. So what, why do they decide to do one thing? You know, how do they want to reach their community or their communities? You know, what, why limit them to just one community? And I really think that whatever the commercial real estate is going to do, they really need to think global. Well, that is a very bold prediction. <laughs> no? <laughs> do you agree? Yeah, well, I agree with most of that. And <laughs> yeah. I think it's a big, ch big challenge going ahead for sure. And yeah. Um, uh, fortunately, there are some, some really smart people thinking about how to put people at center data first and, um, and build those journeys around it. So, yeah. um, th thank you very That's much. Good. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for stopping by and uh, good luck at the rest of the MIPL. Thank you, and you too. So, I'm Christian. Nice meeting you today here. So, I'm the head of uh, co working, working spaces, and um, shared living at Salto Systems. I'm coming straight from Wuppertal, Germany. So, that's where I'm currently based. And I'm super happy to have a chat with you today here. Excellent. How are you finding MIPIM? Uh, MIPIM is a great uh, way to connect again with people. So I felt that people are really going to enjoy again connections, which is coming back to the way of getting rid of all the loneliness of many people uh, working from home, which is a fine difference between working remote or home. So maybe that's also something we can discuss. It's great to interact again on, on business, but also personal relations, uh, which I think is fruitful for the upcoming decade to work on new ways of how we live and work. Yeah, for sure. It's been great to see all the people here face to face and lots of energy in the room. And you know, sometimes you can't feel the energy when you're on, on a screen, but when you're in the room with somebody, you can Absolutely. Certainly, certainly feel it. Uh, and what sort of opportunities have you been looking for while you're here at Mipple? Um First of all, not straight going into the business of what we do is selling uh, product solutions within the access control world, which is then building management platforms. Absolutely, that is the key for the future. But I mean, my predominantly goal was to network and to get into connection with our partners, our technology partners even, uh, being present as well here. So reconnecting again on that level, because I think the biggest gap in 
how we also can thrive and uh, empower the movement in the acceleration which actually, actually COVID uh, as a beauty uh, has gifted us is that we need to connect so not the personal connections of people willing to meet again uh, in real but it's also the connections in the on the platform level so the the biggest gap again lies in the connection between suppliers and be, between application providers to really uh, provide a holistic um, experience uh, to end customers so being customer centric is key but uh, going away from black boxing solutions more to open APIs in the way of how you can build uh, interfaces and integrations that is key where actually we again come from an um, access control world where we uh, we have a motto which says old ways won't open new doors so you can have a glimpse that this has something to do with doors but in the end it's also how you can connect and you can really um, partner with um, other layers which are needed in, in providing a building management solution, building a, a, um, a fruitful customer journey where actually the, the application providers like us are going if I may talk about Salto, we are going beyond access uh, control. So we're providing data. At the end, data opens the door and uh, with the help of the user. And it should be as seamless, as frictionless as possible. Uh, but the data, which then allows you to really act on different applications, which could be ESG, energy saving. So you have left the room, the heating goes off. So these type of, um, it's not just access control, it goes beyond. And that's where I think integrations are key. And uh, now for the money question. Mm -hmm. um, what is your boldest prediction for the future of commercial real estate? I mean, that's a bit of the question of boom or crash, right? Um, I think the boldest prediction is that it will boom a lot. The way of how real estate will thrive I think it's a complete rethinking. I think it's the matter now in the next two years to rethink real estate. Um, and rethinking real estate means in the way of how you even can readapt. So the adaptability in urban design is something which really is key to my prediction to the future that it's not just about how to build the building right, how to build the next enjoyful city and more communities within cities which makes it even uh, enjoyable to live in a city again and work so that hybrid work model uh, work from home but remote working in different uh, facilities less commuting that's a bit of where I really feel a lot of moving because at the end we were always treated uh, heavily by COVID but the main learning is and there are two good things out of this which is Everybody were put in the remote shoes, even those who maybe haven't, haven't seen yet that um, uh, the new way of, of living and working. And there were two things which were gifted. One was flexibility and the other one were gifted trust. So and if people were gifted now heavily gifted trust in the way that they can work from anywhere, and I think it won't go backwards. So that's key so people will stay working and they will request that new way of working to their brands or to the companies they are working for so companies have to rethink even their working methodology and their offering towards employees so it's not about digital nomads and experts who just were freelancers it's about the entire workforce going back 
from a monitored workforce into a more logic impact driven, how I would call it, a workforce. And that is something which will, and nobody knows what it will happen, even the same new technologies will be adapted. But coming back to just my last sentence, maybe, I think technology, uh, which I'm, my DNA is really flushed by technology and we can talk hours, but I think at the end, technology is here and here to stay in the way that we can already achieve what we actually would like to um, implement, but there are connections missing. So, and that is a connection between suppliers, connection between applications to not do their black box application, but think of others, think of the entire user experience journey. And if we get more companies to think holistically, then we can already do today a lot. And what happens in the next 10 years with the metaverse and with everything which come, if a 10 years old guy will talk to you, I'm, I'm looking at a concert in, in, in on Fortnite. Yeah? So, I mean, this is already showing where it's, where it's going. And I think newer generations will adapt and will require complete new ways of living and working. And that is my statement. So be ready for the future. There we go. Well, thank you for taking the time to stop by. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for this opportunity. I'm Teresa Mueller from Chicago. I sell commercial real estate. The name of my company is Trellium. I'm also here on the behalf of National Association of Realtors and Illinois Realtors. Excellent. And how are you finding MIPM? I absolutely love MIPM. I had attended Expo Real a few years ago, 2019, and although uh, listeners can't see this, when I what I'm wearing, when I went there to Expo Real, everyone was wearing a blue suit and a black suit, and I was wearing a blue suit and a black suit, but this time I came with lots of color and cowboy boots, so a lot of people know me, walk around and say, Chicago! <laughs> well, I like people who challenge the status quo, and to bring some more color and some diversity into the real estate world is, is very important. But another thing that I am here for is I like to uh, market out an opportunity for all uh, commercial real estate brokers and others in the profession on the global marketplace, a sort of a continuation of MIPM, an online forum where if you are in the commercial real estate space, you could talk about hot topics, whether it be cryptocurrency or repurposing or sustainability. And so we have these, uh, and it could be anyone that's on the, this, uh, this webinar that we host. It could be a lender, it could be a broker, it could be an architect, it could be a developer. They give good content, and then afterwards we have a commercial real estate needs and wants uh, networking session. And I've pulled people from all over the world. You know, Upcoming, I have the mixed use development in the Laro City, Africa, as well as investing in Japan, market outlook in Canada. So we try to find real estate professionals from all over the world. So if you're serious about selling commercial real estate at, at any level and be more global, it's definitely a great networking forum beyond MIPM because this is only you know once a year. Why not have an online forum? Here's the big question. What is your boldest prediction for the future of commercial real estate? My boldest prediction for real estate is that a lot is going to be on blockchain. There's gonna be a lot of disruptors, and I think that we need to be prepared to change very quickly. Just like the pandemic forced us to pivot very quickly, and uh, you know, many of these trends were in place anyway, the pandemic accelerated it. And seeing how the blockchain, whether it be cryptocurrency or exchanging boats for houses or whatever, you have to be prepared that there's going to be many alternatives in the universe. Now, we can't all know it, but coming to a place like this, MIPM, you network with the right people that can help facilitate these transactions and business going forward. 
Well, thank you for coming by and thank you for taking the time. It was good to meet you. Thank you for the opportunity. Have a wonderful day. My name is Sami Bahal. I'm the Managing Director of the UK Prop Tech Association, which is a not-for-profit membership organisation bringing together prop techs, property companies and tech investors. So the whole ecosystem in one community. Excellent. And uh, back at Mipum, is this your first time? Second time. Second time. Yeah. yeah. How are you finding Mipum? It's been interesting. Um, a range of different discussions, uh, lots of conversations about technology, which is great. Although I think the um, fact that we're all still in the bunker um, is uh, not very reflective of where we are as an industry, which is a shame. Um, and there is less of a UK presence, it seems. Um, but I think I'm confident that we'll slowly sort of get back to UK being involved in these sorts of events again. So coming to Mipple for the second time, what sort of opportunities are you looking for? So for me, I'm looking to engage with uh, new innovative prop techs from across, across the world, across Europe, across America, um, to see how we can support them and bring them into our community. So companies that are looking to expand into the UK market and also engage with our existing members from the UK out here as well. Excellent. And the money question, what is your boldest prediction for the future of commercial real estate? My boldest prediction for the future of commercial real estate is that the prop techs will come out of the bunker. And so what I mean by that is prop tech is becoming critical to the way that the commercial property and residential industry operate. And I think the last two years in particular has really demonstrated the need for technology. It's highlighted where there are risks that are unknown um, that need to be addressed and where there are new and existing sort of demands from tenants, from consumers, um, from other sort of professionals in the industry where technology can really play a role. So it needs to be embedded in uh, every property company and as a result it needs to be embedded in conferences like this not underground where we can't really see the tech companies and see the solutions that exist in the market so how long do you think it's going to take before that happens good question um i hope next year i've i've heard of i've heard it through the grapevine that um they are looking at where technology should be placed which is promising um, whether it will be next year, I don't know, but definitely I think within the next three years. Well, I remember you and I spoke about this in, in front of Louisa Dickens yesterday, and uh, we talked about it not being next year potentially, and, and she's just, fucking hell, that's way too long. <laughs> yeah, and I agree, I agree with that, and hopefully maybe I'm being a little bit cautious. Um, the optimistic side of me thinks next year, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. We will do our best as UKPA to push for that. I'm sure you will. Well, thank you so much, Sammy, for taking the time to come over and chat and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Sure. Thanks for having me. My name is Michael Clark. I work for WaveNet, a group who is a telecommunications company uh, specialising in the prop tech sector. We're based in London, Farringdon uh, specifically, but we've got offices uh, Manchester, Brighton and the Midlands as well. And how are you finding Milcom? Yeah, it's good. It's our first time here and we found it really good to meet some old faces and some new. Um, a lot more drinking than I anticipated, but yeah, it's been great. I understand that is part of the deal you signed up for then. Yeah, exactly, but I'm learning the hard way, I think. <laughs> well, one less one tonight for me, for sure. Michael, what is your boldest prediction for the future of commercial real estate? It's a good question. Um, from, a, from a tech perspective, 
uh, I believe everything is kind of amalgamating traditional telecommunications and software uh, where it's been pretty much um, two completely separate entities and it seems like they're kind of merging and coming together and starting to provide that completely as a service uh, towards the operator. And so in the future, I imagine we're going to start seeing things much more around energy uh, and efficiency and automation, which is going to mean probably less headcount in terms of provisioning and telco services. So we're going to re reduce cost of telco services then? <laughs> yeah, for you, we can. Uh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> well, thanks, man. Really appreciate you coming by and doing the rest no, of the Thanks show. for having me on. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And remember, fortune favors the bold. Drum roll, please. P.S. If you want to find out about future-proofing your portfolio, head over to newflex.com. Making a high-quality podcast like this takes a lot of work. That's a fact. But not when you hire Copus. With our white glove experience, we handle everything for you. From guest outreach all the way through to publishing and promotion, we handle it all. You show up to hold great interviews and build relationships with your guests, and we take care of everything else. Podcasting is not just about the audience. Every podcast interview is the start of a new relationship. With a weekly podcast, you would build relationships with 52 ideal partners or prospects through your podcast interviews over the next 12 months. Do you believe that 52 new relationships would grow your business? We do. Contact Jason at copus, K-O-P-U-S dot com and let's talk.